Hey, and here we are. It is UK Cowboys TV season two, uh, episode 69. And um, yes, it is, of course, guys, the first in the season of the pregame show calendar, which means football's back. Wet nights are back. Yes, and how are we all feeling? Ready to yeah, lose some sleep and lose a lot more air than we've got now because you know what this team does to us. Yeah, looking forward to some normal Sunday nights. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, shall we say. <laughs> Yeah, and I think as well, what's made this preseason even worse is that there hasn't been a preseason, so it's made it, I feel, like even longer than what it has been. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I'm streaming myself twice. I do apologise. The magic of live TV. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> our first technical hitch um but yes uh we do have, of course have uh on the show uh with us this week we've got two monstrous members of uk cowboys tv team we've got jamie smith and graham wilson with us and uh we also have as we've advertised all week the champion of bo blogging the boys and the most distinguished and noble mr rj achai how you doing sir I'm doing well, guys. It's uh, always great to talk to you. I've missed you all. Um, you mentioned how you all were ready to lose some sleep. I, I say this all the time. I greatly admire your dedication to the NFL. Um, I can't imagine uh, the scenarios being flipped and having to stay up as late as you guys do. Um, but I've, I've started to experience it. I've gotten, I've mentioned this before, I've gotten more into the EPL over these last couple of years. So um, my, my life is starting to mirror that in a different way, uh, but I'm very excited that the season is here. Very, very, very hopeful uh, for what uh, the next few months have in store for us. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, just on a, a quick side note, I thought I'd ask you this while you're here. Um, how do you think the SEC and the Aggies are going to go? Well, um, so it's been a long time since I was roaming uh, the campus in College Station. <laughs> And um, you know, that was that was back during the Big 12 days. Obviously, I mean, and you could say this about um, our lives. Uh, it's so hard to know what the next few months have in store. Uh, but even if college football were to be normal, um, I, I know I know that this fall the Masters is going to happen. I know that the Cowboys are going to have a lot of success offensively, and I know that at multiple points Texas A&M is going to upset me. Uh, those are just truths that, that I've applied to my life uh, every year around this time. Of year. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is um, because uh, although we like talking Cowboys football, as I've said it before, uh, it's the first in the preseason, uh, preseason pregame calendar. Uh, and we've got to have a man that probably has forgotten more about Dallas Cowboys than we will ever know. So that's why we've invited you on to kick us all off for the season. Um, so first of all, before we get into 
the whole um, Cowboys versus Rams uh, talk, I thought I'd get all of your reactions to the 53. I know at the moment it's an unofficial uh, 53, and we can talk about the practice squad, which we'll get into as well, because that's a, a pretty wild ride that's gone on there. Um, but so far, what do you guys all make of what the Cowboys have done this offseason and how the final roster's looking? What do you all think? I think there's, um, there's, there's been a lot of smart moves. I think over the last few years, the, the front office has started to kind of get this right. And we used to kind of go out and spend a ton of money on some big names and kind of come back to bite us in the, in the proverbial backside in it. But there's been a lot of smart moves. But I think I think we touched on it before. There's one name that's not on that roster that I think a few of us hope it's going to be on that roster. So for me, it's a 52 at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean i'm gonna have to ask rj i know what the answer is going to be because i think it's pretty much going to be the same as mine um the earl thomas narrative <laughs> getting on your nerves yet getting on your nerves is it is it is it is it um, just, is it is it is it getting on your nerves is it i don't think so um honestly the jamal adams thing got annoying um, because <laughs> Jamal kind of ran my life in that I was on Instagram so much more uh, when we were on Jamal Watts, just making sure he wasn't liking this or sharing that or whatever. The Earl thing is, is to me, um, it's kind of like, um, do you remember when Spider-Man was only like a Sony property and couldn't be in the, in the Marvel movies. And, and like every time that would come up, we, everyone would get excited and it would be like, no, this isn't going to happen, et cetera. Um, and, and then it finally did. I don't know if this will ever happen, but that was always entertaining (laughs) to me. And that's kind of how this feels. (laughs) So, um, for you, Gray on the 53, any surprises or upsets? that were left in or, or made it afterwards? You know, like, say, for instance, the wide receiver, Malik Turner. Any of those sorts of surprises? Is that the biggest surprise to you? Do you know, I would almost go... Um, you know, I would, th- I would think that the Haha Clinton Dix was was quite a story because if you... It, Mike McCarthy will know him well. Mm-hmm. Seasoned veteran. Um, certainly a lot of the... UK group has been crying out for safety over the years, and we finally seem to have have got a seasoned pro in there. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, you're out on the, sh- you're back on the street." Um, that that you know that was surprising to me. I, I think the, um, his 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 abilities must be declining a fair little bit because you didn't see the Bears make a play for him. You only seen the one year deal with the Cowboys. Um, I would imagine that Mike McCarthy only saw the shadow of the player he was used to in Green Bay. So, um, you know, this is only going to make the Earl Thomas talk rumble on. And um, we've we've even seen Brandon Carr join the practice squad because he played a lot of the a lot at safety for the 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 uh, the Ravens. So, yeah, <laughs> safety's been the the big talk of the off season and the draft for for a long time now and it's only ever going to continue into the season because um, you'd imagine that the best 30 30 odd safeties have jobs now so um, it's kind of not the ideal time to go looking for a safety and that's why the Earl Thomas talk is so so rich at the moment 
Yeah, yeah. I, think... and, I mean, you, you jump in on something I was going to ask uh, all of you, what you make of both the, the Brandon Carr uh, signing, which he, he's only on the practice squad, and I have an interesting stat on Brandon Carr, not one that you've already heard, I'll bring back another one, um, but also Randy Gregory, what do you guys uh, make of that one? I mean, I specifically asked Jamie uh, and RJ on that one since Graham's already touched on Brandon Carr. I'll, I'll let you go, RJ, you're the, you're the guest, so I'll let you <laughs> roll this one first. Um <laughs> I uh, I think that Randy is certainly somebody that um, is 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 very um, important to root for. I, I think that Randy has has dealt with a lot off of the field, and I know it's felt like his career has lasted a long time, and it's obviously been a very unique one. Um, and so I I can't stress enough that I'm I'm very much rooting for Randy Gregory the person. In, in terms of of who Randy Gregory the football player is. Um, right now in the here and now, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, obviously, we've heard a lot of things about Alden Smith, and uh, there's there's some you know some legitimate stuff to get excited about there. Uh, Randy Gregory, I think uh -huh. there's there's reason to be optimistic and there's reason to be hopeful. But but I think you know I, I think both of those players, Alden and Randy, as football players, um, I think they're just they're, they're icing on top of the cake, and I think that's why. I think that's why a player like Everson Griffin is necessary because it, it would it would be irresponsible in a football sense specifically to rely on Alden or Randy Gregory. Uh, but if you get anything out of them while you're helping them get back to where they want to get to as people, um, that's a win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think Cowboys Sorry, I'm just going to think, yeah, Michael, I'm just going to say that it's, it's good to kind of see that the Cowboys obviously think very highly of of Randy Gregory because a lot of teams would have thrown in the towel by now and kind of gone, yeah, he's, we, we've paid him his, his money and he's, he's kind of fallen by the wayside. So it's good to see there's that kind of lot there because he obviously had a, he has a problem with what he's obviously gone through. Um, and we, I think we all know, don't we, when, when someone's got issues like that, they need a very strong support group around him and, and clearly the Cowboys have, have done that to him. So hopefully he's, over the the worst of, of what he's had to deal with and he can get back to producing what he, what he produced in college and why the Cowboys fought so highly to actually even draft him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, for me, I, you know, the whole 53, I think, is kind of... Some bits were a bit surprising. Um, like the, the whole three, only three safeties they've kept and five linebackers. I'm surprised at both of that. Um, I feel they've gone a bit light there. But I think what they've tried to do is, uh, if you look at the dynamics with it all, with the three running backs and the extra tight end as well, Sean McCune, I think they're going, they're looking down the route uh, of special teams, I think, more than anything. Would you agree, RJ? Yeah, and I think um, I think there are some wrinkles to this year that are important, I think, especially from a special teams perspective. The fact that, uh, an unlimited yep. player, an amount of players can be brought back from injured reserve and things like that. And so I know there were yep. people that were bummed not to see like Francis Bernard make the 53-man roster and, and and things of that sorts. But um, this is a very unique year. I know that we keep saying that, and I think I mean it's obvious at this point. But um, that that's what makes you know. I agree with you that some of these things feel abnormal, like oh they would normally carry this many or that many or whatever, but. Um, it, it's so it really and truly it, what's what's more is that it would be another thing if, if this was Jason Garrett's team and we knew, you know, every year they carry X. But 
the thing that's making everything so foreign yeah. on top of it all is that we just have no idea what Mike McCarthy prefers out of his Dallas Cowboys. And, and just, just to kind of add to that, yeah, uh, and um, go on. Sorry, I was, I was gonna say, I think, and I might get a bit of um, stick for this. And, and we've made, like I said, said earlier, we've made some shrewd signings. Um, and I think the maybe excite is probably the wrong word um, to use, but probably makes me happy is we finally got a decent backup quarterback. This team, for years and years and years, kind of went with, like I say, you look, you, we, had, we had Tony Romo and there was nobody kind of behind Tony. When Dak's been in, mm. I know Tony backed him up to start with, but since that, he's not really anybody. And this, if you look at this roster, yeah, there's a couple of places where you could probably say, look, we, we could go out and maybe upgrade that position. But, Overall, this this team is in win now mode. That yeah. If we went into into the playoffs, Dak goes down, and we had to go in with Cooper Rush. There's no way. Now, I'm not saying we would go out and win the Super Bowl with Andy Dalton, but he's been there. He's played in the playoffs. He's won a ton of games. It's yeah. nice to see that we made a smart option and, and we've gone with someone of a good caliber. Because I think if you look at it, 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 would, it could potentially start for a couple of teams in this league. Um, and it chose to come to us, and that's one of the moves I, I really, I really liked because this, although it's is not to the caliber of Dak, we, we could still play to some level on offense with Andy Dalton in the centre if Dak obviously goes down. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that that puts that one to bed. Let's get into it then. Finally, guys, let's look at the Cowboys' offense versus the Rams' defense. I am so excited to be talking <laughs> actual football. Oh, it's amazing. You will not know. I- I'm shedding a slight tear. Hold on. Let me get rid of that. There we go. <laughs> so first of all, right then, guys, let's get into injuries because um, there there are a couple, but also some good news. Uh, on the offense, we'll look at the injuries on the defense later on. Um, we've got, obviously, Lyle Collins. Um, now, he's pretty much out for the next four weeks. I say he's going to be longer than that. Um, by the time he gets up to scratch. I heard some things. I don't know if you've heard this, if it's true, RJ. It's not only the injury, it was a weight issue with Lyle that he was um, he needed to shed some weight, should we say. Is that correct? Uh, there were some rumblings of that. Uh, I should say uh, that earlier this morning, um, at least as, as far as our time is concerned, yeah. it was reported by TMZ Sports uh, that after his car incident, his car crash incident that he had um, a few weeks ago, that uh, he was seen complaining that his neck hurt. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor, um, yeah. which I know is shocking, but um, I don't know if that's a factor. Uh, but it, I will say it was it was interesting, to say the least, how nonchalant Mike McCarthy discussed Lyle Collins specifically. Lyle and Amari have been two players that the Cowboys have been very specific about how they uh, made it a point not to say anything in detail. Yeah, yeah, because that was another one, which I'll get to in a minute. The, the other one is Ventel Bryant, which we know about. He's on IR, but they can bring him back after four weeks under this year's rules with IR, as you mentioned earlier, RJ, and um, practice squad players. Um, but Amari Cooper, which was a bit of a weird one as well. Um, now, Jerry Jones came out and said, oh, it's all right. It, it was more of a precautionary thing, rather re- reactionary. Um, but he was yesterday a full participant in training. 
Um, I don't know what you make of that. I mean, to me, it sounds to me like Amari's going to be going full pace. Is that the, the feeling that you're getting over there as well, RJ? I think so. Um, I, I think that Amari is very unique. I think the comment that stuck out to me um, throughout the last few weeks was how Mike McCarthy said that every player was different, that mathematics went into every player based on experience and things like that. And so I think the Cowboys are aware that Amari Cooper needs less practice than, say, CeeDee Lamb, uh, just given his his time spent in the NFL. And so while I don't think you want him to go in there completely raw, I think that they acknowledge that Amari Cooper can, can miss this, can miss that, can rehab this way, can adjust that way, because Amari is one of the most intelligent players on the team. And so I, I would guess right now that Amari plays um, and perhaps plays in full. Oh, he's gone and Mike has gone. <laughs> oh, look at this thing. He can't be trusted, can he? <laughs> Say the horses are the mostest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, let's see what it, see how many takes to come back now, eh? Am I not? Oh, oh, I mean, oh. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the return. It's the return. Uh, sorry, I do apologize. I was um, having some issues with the computer, so uh, I'm, I'm switching devices. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, going back to Amari Cooper, um, and I'll stick with you, RJ, on this one. Um, in terms of Amari Cooper playing on the road and also playing uh, when he's playing top cornerbacks, do you feel that the Amari Cooper game, if you like, that is going to be, um, we're going to see slight issues or, or we're not going to see full-fledged Amari Cooper this time? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Amari, uh, yeah. especially the, the type of person he is and I think that Amari is one of the more thoughtful people uh, in the NFL, really in sports in general. Um, yeah. I, I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan, so it really bothers me when people compare him to Kawhi Leonard. But um, and, and so all of that to say that I have found Amari's justification for why he didn't play as well on the road to not make sense. I think that I think if anybody else said that Amari Cooper would question it. Uh, because he talks about how he had less targets on the road. And I think that – I don't know that, that that is a strong argument, but um, I, I think it was just a weird coincidence. And I think there's no way to properly contextualize that. So I think that's why Amari leans on the targets thing. I think Amari will be just fine. I, I think that, you know, Amari um, – I think I think he'll score. I think he'll be great. He was great in the, the Rams game that they played in the playoffs over there. Um, so I think he'll be fine. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Definitely. Um. Now, the last time um, the Cowboys played the Rams, um, it was, should we say, a bit of a blowout. Um, but Zeke and Pollard both went over 100 yards uh, on the night. Do you think, looking at the way that the uh, Rams didn't bulk up their, their D-line um, as they did last season, do you think this is something, guys, that we're going to see again? A double 100-yard game for both players? We've got the running back, well, the running backs actually, because I mean, we've got, I mean, there's, but they both bring different dynamics to the game. Um, yeah. 
think if we can keep Aaron, if we can keep Aaron Donald pretty quiet, um, do you know what I mean the, the sky's the limit? And I mean that that guy's an absolute beast. And if if you get let him get a foothold in the game, then the run game just it, it can take the run game out on his on his own. Can he? So I think if we can if we can kind of neutralise him a little bit, um, maybe not both go over hundred yards, but I think Zeke definitely, and I think Paul I can put some some good yards on on the on the um, on the board. I don't think we'll both get over hundred. Yeah. I was I would only question that in terms of our offensive line. Um certainly with, with Collins and with Joe Looney starting at centre. Um it, it's certainly been weakened. Um but like you say, if we can if we can keep the if we can keep the, the ball carrier away from Aaron Donald, I mean he, I don't know about you guys, but he's he's looked electric again in hard knocks. Um there's a reason why he's one of the best and um, they're they're lucky to have him. The pocket just you can just see the pocket collapsing against even the best offensive lines. So if they can call the right plays and keep the keep Donald quiet, uh, we can Zeke can certainly get um, into the game. I don't know about Tony Pollard because, like I've been saying all off season, there is only one football, and you've got um, a tight he- a tight end and good money and, and three wide receivers raring to go. So Maybe not two of them, but I, I certainly would like Zeke to to get to his hundred uh, threshold. Um, but yeah, that the, the offensive line situation scares me a little bit. Okay, well, I mean, let, let, let's go back to the O-line then, because there's a slight little fact that I went through from uh, the game when they played each other last time. That, as we said, the issue for the Cowboys with the O-line is obviously the tackles. So, Lyle Collins out. Tyron Smith missed most of camp because of an injury as well. But for me, the last time these guys played, um, our road line gave up zero sacks. And I would say that the D line on the edge, if you look at it, the Rams really don't present, I think anyway, much of a threat on the edge, which is where the O-line is weakest. What do you make of it, RJ? Do you think that, that really the pressure for the Rams is more up the middle, but that's where the R-O-line is the strongest? Well, um, I know that Michael Brockers has been studying and watching YouTube, so the Cowboys might be um, up a creek in that sense. But, uh, no, I mean, like even if the Rams had legitimate edge rushers, they're still not going to be as good outside as they are inside because of Aaron Donald. Um, and so that, that is, that, that's the reality. I mean, thankfully they don't have that great presence off the edge, but I mean, they're, they're not terrible. I think they're just kind of run of the mill sort of average across the NFL. Uh, but, but that is, that is a point of concern. I mean, Cam Irving has a lot of work cut out for him. And, um, I mean, you know, Connor Williams has a lot of work cut out for him with Aaron Donald. I think we're all, we're all very confident in, in Zach Martin, obviously, but how, how Joe Looney and Connor Williams stack up is, is a big story here. Definitely. I mean, for me, it's down the middle. But I think the, the more that the strength uh, of the Rams' defence comes in their defensive backs. Um, we all know they've got probably one of the best defensive backs in the league in uh, Ramsey, which they have uh, as well signed to a five-year deal. So he's there long-term. Um, I really think that it's going to be the Amari versus Ramsey show and then it depends really how much of a uh, how much Gallup and Lamb can get in 
to this game to save the day, if you like. Um, I don't know, what what are you making in terms, though, of the linebackers? Do you think this is a game where Blake Jarwin uh, can break free, do you think, Garje? I do. I, I think that Blake could... Uh, I haven't built a, a DraftKings lineup yet, but I think Blake's a candidate for me uh, to be part of my squad just from a financial perspective. But, um, I mean, they're weak there. And, and I, think that, I think that that's why this could be... To y'all's point, a big Zeke, Tony Pollard game, whatever. I think it could just be a big over-the-middle game. I mean, we know CD's been working as the team slot receiver. If CD's living over the middle, I mean, we, we know that CD is great after the catch. I mean, we, we could legitimately see just, I mean, a simple slant yard or slant route, you know, from CD that goes like 73 yards because he just takes it to the house after he gets open. I mean, that is going to be there all day, and Blake Darwin certainly could benefit a lot from it. Okay, so I'm going to ask the three of you, which is more likely, right? This is the beginning of the campaign for Dak to have his MVP season or for Lamb to have his offensive rookie of the year season. I think think if you look at it as a whole, just for the fact that Oh, we've got on this side of the ball. So you've got, you say you've got we've got Zeke, um, who's going to get an enormous amount, amount of touches. Um, he's still arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. His production doesn't seem to slow down. You've got Amari Cooper, who even from for a salary point of view, he's going to get a lot of ball just for the fact you're not going to pay a guy that much and keep him out of a game. Gallup, um, I mean, he's, he's coming along leaps and bounds every single year and you add C.D. Lamb into the mix. Um, I think he's probably more likely Dak than C.D. Lamb, just more for the fact that I don't know if he'll get as much ball in his rookie year just for the fact that what we, what weapons we've got. If he Maybe if we didn't have two of the four, then he you could maybe argue that point. But because of who's there, I think it's more likely Dak to get the MVP than... And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Jamie. Um, not not to be down on CD Lamb because I, I I think he's gonna be a great addition for mm. for years to come. But I, 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 pumping the brakes is the wrong term. But I just want to to steady the ship a little bit because we we have only seen him in shorts so far, and he's gonna be coming coming up against you know the best cornerbacks in the world as opposed to. College and they they will they will have seen his initial tricks and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be it's going to be a step up for him. So and, and just what Jamie touched on there, you've got you've got two first round, um, you've got two number one potentially number one receivers um, ahead of him in the in the kind of um, the rotation. So he has only he is only going to see a, a certain amount of targets. Um, Certainly, with the with the weapons we've now given to Dak, you know, it it, it puts him in a, in a great place to, to go and and go and succeed. And it's just a shame that it's still in a contract year. <laughs> but we'll we'll get onto that. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, and then just the last one. Oh, sorry, RJ, you didn't give me your take. Um, yeah, Dak MVP uh, or Lamb offensive rookie of the year, which is which is more likely. My take is is far more boring, uh, or, or it's it's founded in more boring thought, I should say. Um, 
I, I mean, or rather, it's if it's founded from the perspective. If I had to put my money on one of the two, um, I think it's very difficult to win Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, if a rookie quarterback is is playing yeah. very well. And I think that Joe Burrow obviously has a chance to play very well, which uh, sort of makes the challenge all the more difficult for City in that respect. I also think. Um, you know, we've, we've all speculated as to what CD's stat line could look like his rookie season and talked about a thousand yards for him, Amari and Michael Gallup. I, I don't know that that's possible because so much of that is dependent on, on game situation. Like, like you would, you would need the games to go the right way for all of them to hit a thousand yards. You would need them to be trailing, you know, it, it's it's almost like a very specific set of circumstances has to happen in that exact sequential way for yeah. those things to happen. Uh, and so I think that that type of thing would have to happen for CD to have the type of year that would justify rookie of the year. I think it's much more easy for Dak to win MVP. I think that Dak will play very well, but I also think that MVP is typically awarded to a player, typically a quarterback on a team that is very visible and has a lot of success. Dak obviously plays with the Cowboys. I think they're going to have a lot of success. And I also think there tends to be MVP fatigue. Um, like like if Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson don't measure up to the years that they want MVP, people have a hard time putting them in the conversation. So I think the circumstances are just right enough for Dak to, to win MVP overall. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking more of you've got Joe Burrow. It's a quarterback-driven league. Um, Dak's quarterback, so the chances are more likely it's going to go to Dak than Lamb. That's, um, but it's actually a great point from RJ because if you think if the Cowboys were to get a 14 point lead, we used to be the kings of burning the clock with the run game. So you yeah. would imagine that the, it, would, it would go straight to the run um, and that will even take targets away from all three of them. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once they've done the business, if it was anything like last year, it's over by half time and the wide receivers have done their job. Um, but sticking to players of the year um how likely do we think Aaron Donald is going to get his third defensive player of the year award percentage wise that's tough I mean that's but that's that's the problem with these awards is it's is it's tough because people start to measure you against your past self and then people People like to award stories like people like, you know, and some awards are so different and so weird. And um, so he would have to I mean, I think he if I had to bet on somebody, it would be Aaron Donald. Um, But he would have to ball out of his mind just because he has set such a high bar for himself. I agree. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's move on then uh, to the Cowboys defense. Versus the Rams offense. Uh, so this is where it's going to get a bit more interesting and we'll have to spend a bit more time. Um, now, first of all, we'll look, as we did before, on the injuries. Um, we've got Sean Lee, who's on IR. Um, I'm not sure what you guys make of that. Do you think that this is Sean Lee, General Lee in the Cowboys, that he's done? I think we've touched on that before. Isn't he? he always kind of comes back, doesn't he? Um, but it's just... As, as much as we love him and he, he brings something different to this this defense, it's when are the Cowboys going to realize? He, he, especially for say camp, he, he needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap, um, and and just not partake. It's just 
it's just a shame because he has the potential to be one of potentially the, the top three linebackers in this in this league, um, but he just can't stay fit and healthy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know if you think. Do you think perhaps though it's a little uh, strategic with what they're doing because they get to be able to pull guys back and forth with this IR rule? Um, it could be, but like I say, for the potential abuse of this team, you want him on. You want him on the field week one. You don't want to be chopping and changing because you can. Because I think what is it? Is it, is it three weeks he's going to miss? Is it three three four weeks he's going to miss? A minimum of four, yeah. That's first, first three, first three, four games is going to set the tone for your season. So you don't want to be thinking too far ahead down the line because you've, you've got to get them wins on the board to start a run. If you want, if you want to make the Super Bowl, anyway. <laughs> what do you reckon, RJ? Strategic, or do you think this is the end of the road? I hesitate to make this comparison, but um, when. When Kellen Moore kept like ending up on the Cowboys roster, I mean, there was like three years in a row where we were just like, "How is this possible? Like, like what what do the Cowboys see in this guy that they keep? You know, they just fight heaven and earth to keep him on their roster." And then you know, you'd hear that he was smart and this and that and whatever, and you could see that obviously, but it just seems so ridiculous. Um, this this feels more like that to me than any sort of playing chess while anybody's playing checkers and that they they realize the value that Sean provides. Uh, they can afford to have him on the team. I mean, like, if you think about it, he's on the team while not technically part of the 53-man roster. It's yeah. almost like an ideal situation for him to be on injured reserve. Um, and so, I, I mean, the longer – and I think he's, he's not like your smash glass in case of emergency option, but I think the longer he's – available the more you know uh valuable he is to you and so if you can prolong sean lee's uh normal season kind of you know uh trajectory from a health perspective i think that's a wise move i mean it was the rams game last year where sean lee kind of balled out and that was late december and so if you can if you can stall his body breaking down a lot longer then you know that uh that works for you in the long run yeah okay um, I would I would say in terms of in terms of Mike McCarthy as well, he doesn't have any emotional connection with Sean Lee. So if if he decides that Sean Lee is done for the year, they could have possibly moved on from him. You know, they could have they could have gone in a different way. Um, but it's like you say, if we can keep him to um, to to go off in in November and December when when it comes down to to the big results, then. That'll be good, and I think they, they feel that they can get the job done with um, with Van Der Esch and, and Smith. So um, to keep them around, it's it's kind of like having Brandon Carr on the practice squad. You'll be in and around the team. Um, the, these are old heads, and if if they want to go deep into the playoffs, then they need all the experience they can have around uh, around, around the camp. Definitely. All right. Um, two other players, though, guys, uh, that are questionable, Luke Gifford and Jordan Lewis. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that uh, as more uh, as the week goes on, should we say. Um, but some good news is Cheeto is a full participant as well. So it looks like that he's going to be playing. So I think it's safe to say, I don't know what you guys think, that it's going to be Cheeto and Diggs as our start starting corners. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. I'm interested to see 
where Anthony Brown factors into all that. I mean, it is unofficial, uh, but it's yeah. worth mentioning that Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs were listed as the team starting corners on their unofficial depth chart this week. That's correct, yes. Um, mm. So, yeah, we, we'll have to keep an eye on all of that as it, it, as it continues until it becomes more official. Um, but let's begin then, guys, on the uh, Rams offense. Um, now, first of all, I thought we'd go straight into this. Now, we were talking about our O-line and, um, you know, the issues that we have. That is nothing in comparison to how bad the Rams O-line is. I don't know what you guys think of it all. I mean, even if you watch Hard Knocks, I mean, the guys that they do have that are left are looking a bit old and shaky and long in the tooth. But this is an O-line that struggled last year and they did nothing during the off-season to help upgrade it and strengthen it. I've got a funny feeling that Everson Griffin and um, Tank as well are going to have an absolute field day. I don't know what you think of that, guys. It, it certainly would. It, it looks that way. It looks that way. I'm just a little bit cautious uh, because I'm sure we said this often enough last season. Um, I mean, Andrew Whitworth... He just, <laughs> you know, they're going to move him straight into a coaching role. Um, he seems to just play forever. And like you say, um, it certainly looks as if they're starting to age a little bit. Um, certainly with the with the upgrades that we've we've made, um, there's, there's certainly going to be an awful lot of rotation, particularly at defensive end. There's so one to lose Jerry McCoy. Um, but the rotation, I mean, you could even throw uh, Bradley and I into the mix mm-hmm. in terms of that. You know, you could have potentially five guys rotating off the edge, so they can certainly keep them fresh. Um, but I think I think Jared Goff is going to have to be on his toes because that's not a great offensive line in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty safe to say. But, I mean... Um... Coming to you, RJ, the strength of the Rams game, um, which is really how they go about winning these games, is in their run game and their play-action pass. Um, a lot of misdirection as well, a lot of misdirection plays. Do you think that the Cowboys, especially with what they've done last year against them, that this will be something that they'll be able to handle? Because last year, a lot of people complained about the Cowboys um, run defense. Do you think that's going to change with air or everything that's been done during the off season? Yeah, I think because they're going to try to mess it up. I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest, I th- I think you know before they were you know so intent on okay, let's let's just keep everything in front of us. We'll just react to what we see, etc. And so you're you're just letting them do what they want to do. Uh, and so I think that they will disrupt more things. I think that that's their goal. Their goal now is to just cause as much havoc as possible and yeah. rely on athleticism to fix that. And so I think that, you know, it will be, um, it will be hopefully a lot better in that capacity. <laughs> um, now, of course, go into the run game. I don't know if you can help us out, but who is the starting running back for the Rams? <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know who comes out first. Um, I I will say this: there are several running back uh, groups that I 
have avoided in the world of fantasy football, and the Rams are one of them. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know? Yeah. Just just to kind of touch on the Javier says there, I um the the running back call for the Rams is the one that's caused me sleepless nights this week because we've cast our minds back not so far along um in the playoffs. The um the Rams running number one running back that day had a monster day and his yeah. backup had an even bigger day and tore us to pieces. Um and no disrespect to the to the three that's that's listed as the um the top three for them, but they're an unknown quantity compared to Gurley. Um so I'm I'm just kind of thinking, please let's not have a repeat of I see Janssen just run all day long because if he yeah. does, then I think um, I think that the remote's going to go through the TV at some point in the early hours on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with RJ more. Um, I I pay particular attention to the ESPN fantasy focus, and those guys want nothing to do with the Rams running backs because they again they don't even know who the starter is. Yeah. Is it going to be Daryl Henderson? Maybe it could be Malcolm Brown, maybe Cam Akers, who they drafted. You know, it just, it's, sometimes you hear teams go, we're going to go running back by committee. And I just want to say, secretly in the background, they have no idea who their starter is. That's why it's running back by committee, because you don't sit a a top talent on the bench at uh, third and five on the goal line if, you know, you don't play running back by committee if you're going to send in your top guy all the time. So they have no idea. Um, I, I I don't think they do because certainly certainly from hard knocks, nothing nobody emerged. You know that it, it is very very running back by committee. And but again, I'm sure, just like Jamie said, it, it's got the potential to sting. You know, somebody could go off. Um, it's all hard knocks is all for TV, you know. They're not gonna, they're not, if they if they they may they may very well know who their number one guy is, but like like Jamie said, Tom Gurley is now in Atlanta for a reason, um, and I don't think they have a replacement. To be perfectly honest, do you do you think though as well? Just thinking about it, do you think do you feel like a little bit that they're going the way that the Jags went, and what I mean is they were. A couple of years ago, pretty much they were loaded everywhere on there, and there was everyone was thinking, Do you know what? Could this be the year that they get to the Super Bowl and kind of win it? And since since that run, they kind of fell by the wayside and they've completely gone into full rebuild mode when you would have thought that the Jags would have been pushing for a couple of years with the roster they had. And also, like the, the Rams, they kind of seem to be going the same way. Kind of the, the, the roster is kind of being decimated somewhat when you would think that they had that run to get to the Super Bowl and win it all. And they've just they've gone completely the other way. Like you say, because if you look at some of the other teams, aren't they? you always see, even though sometimes at Green Bay, they're always kind of been in and around there. New England, although now they've, they've had a complete roster change, like you don't see such a demise in a team going from being a Super Bowl contender to, like you say, who's the starting running back um, it's so quickly. So I don't know if... If that's where they're going, and we just kind of the hype of the Rams is, is gone after that that year. Yeah, I, I, go on. Sorry, it's you just wonder how you know that on how they've spent their money. You know they gave a lot of money to Gurley, 
and that didn't work out. They help. They always have to pay to keep Aaron Donald. They've paid Jared Goff. They've um, spent draft capital on Aaron Ram and on um, Jalen Ramsey, and then paid them. Well, you can only keep so many. And I just think if if they want to go running back by committee, that's certainly a way to get underneath the cap. Um, I mean, we'll go into it in a minute, but I, running running back is certainly not their strength. Um, we'll, we'll go into the receivers in a minute, but it's just I don't think it's somewhere where they've they've chosen to to dedicate an awful lot of of cap room. Um, but I think that I I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but the girly the girly one was expensive for them. I think that yeah, cost them. It's actually still costing them, and he's not even yeah. there. I think he's cost it's costing mm. uh, the Rams nine million on the cap to not play for them. And that's not that's sure. It's costing them even more for Brandon Cooks to not play for them, which I Sounds find like crazy. It. Sounds like a couple of moves, kind of moves that we would we would have made a few years ago. It's <laughs> 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 like you say, you, you, you go all in and you, you get bitten in the proverbial backside because you think that this this move's going to work out and it just clearly doesn't. Yeah, um, but let, let's move on to the wide receivers because we all talk about um, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup being this great one-two punch as wide receiver. I think it's safe to say a mirror reflection of what the Rams have is exactly that with uh, Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, but just how deadly can these pay be against our corners and well defensive back unit, RJ? Well, um, I mean they're they're tough. Uh, I don't think it's it's a walk in the park by any means, and that's why I think that that half of us thinks that, and and by half of us I mean like half of literally all of us thinks that. The Cowboys just going to walk out and win like forty-two to ten on Sunday night, but I wouldn't be stunned if this is is a closer game. And I do think that overall, like philosophically, the Cowboys' defense is going to play more aggressively than they have in years past. I think to make up for some of the lack of talent that they have in the secondary. And I think that when you play aggressive, you you know you win a lot and you turn that into turnovers or whatever the case may be. But you also lose and you get burned and big plays happen the other way. And I think that players like Cooper Cub and Robert Woods are the guys that are capable of kind of exploiting that for you. Mm, he's, he's, yeah. my, um, he's, he's my favorite player on, the, on their roster is, is Cooper Cup. I liked him coming out of college and he kind of a little disappointed that he kind of didn't end, somehow end up in the Cowboys. But like I said, I, it's just the, the, the both good players, and it? it's just the, the secondary for me is still a little bit iffy in with how much trouble we've had in our secondary in the last couple of years. Um, nothing certain, is it? I mean, that that front seven can, yeah, can can only play so much pressure. Do you know what I mean that the defensive backs have got to do their bit, and that's what maybe a little bit scary. Thinking that, yeah, are, are these two guys going to just run out and and have huge games because the, the secondary is still trying to find its feet. Yeah, you hope you hope <laughs> that you hope that Diggs can come in and play well because um to lose Byron Jones was was a sore one. Obviously he's gone to the Dolphins for huge money. Um that that's still that's still uh to be confirmed for me. It's still like I'm not ready to, to anoint the, the cornerbacks just yet, you know, as, as the comeback 
group of the, the year just yet. Um, and let's not forget about Van Jefferson as well. He 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 can he can go. Um, so they they have three very very capable wide receivers. That's that's how they're going to win games this year. They're going to win with Aaron Donald and defense, and and their wide receivers. Because as much as we were down on their running back core, um, somebody could emerge. You know, I think they I think they spent a high draft pick on on Henderson, and they've got three capable wide receivers. Uh, with a, a quarterback that's turned round his fortunes certainly, and he's he's got his big deal now. So um, they're they're not going to be they're not going to be a walk in the park. I agree with RJ. I think um, it's going to be a lot tighter than we than we all think because we've had a good off season. Um, certainly with the videos coming out of training camp, but we still need to remember the the defensive backs performance from last year and just just temper our expectations a little bit because um uh cooper cup and roots can be they can be a thousand yard receivers so there's they're capable there and there's every chance it's going to be a shootout on sunday yeah um but i'll come back to rj on this one um we spoke about uh blake jarwin Who's going to have the better game, though? And are our linebackers going to be able to match up to Tyler Higby? I think Tyler Higby is going to have a better game just because I think the Cowboys have more options. I think that Blake is just lower on the priority list, uh, which is not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. I think Tyler Higby probably scores. I I could certainly see that. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. And uh, my last question for you, though, is uh, I seen some news today that in practice, uh, Tank has been seen playing his position standing up in the two point stance. Is this more um, of a talking point now about the Cowboys switch of this 4 3 3 4 situation going on? Um, I think um, I think Tank is one of the more athletic people on the Cowboys defense, which is why he's he's paid as handsomely as he is. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think that we should certainly expect to see him with his hand up. And and I think that that's good. I think that Demarcus Lawrence has uh, the instincts necessary to be an outside linebacker. Um, I, I think he's he's certainly got the physical traits necessary to be an outside linebacker. So I think that this is something that um, I don't know that I would want to see full time. But I, I certainly am excited to see the prospect of it because if, if that is a is a successful thing, I mean, I'm it's not like an exaggeration to say the fabric of the entire Cowboys defensive game plan is very, very, very different. Especially, you know, if you've got other rushers that you trust, like the Cowboys seemingly now do with Everson Griffin or Alden Smith or whoever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, I, I seen that and I was like, oh, here we go. And when you look at it all, you know, Randy Gregory coming back, there's another guy that'll fit into a three-four. Alden Smith, we know, done it in um, in San Francisco. Uh, Jalen Smith, I think it, it would fit him quite handsomely. And then you got Dontari Poe, who, who could play as that, um, you know, as that head over the centre. But you know, in the three-four, so pieces are beginning to sort of slip together on this one. Um, so I think it's definitely something we need to keep an eye out for during this game. I think more than anything, this will be the most telling point. Um, but before we move on to the final piece, Fantasy Lounge, and then wrap up the show, all of you give me what you think will be the final score. <laughs> and I'm gonna start, 
I'll start alphabetically, right? So you have G. Yeah, so that's Graham. So you get your fingers out then, is that counting? I know, yeah, I was trying to do quick thinking there. Uh, as you know, I'm not the smartest guy, but go for it, Graham. What do you think will be the final score? Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a high score. It's going to be a high score. Just just with the caliber of wide receiver and quarterback play, um, I'm going to go. 32-24, Cowboys. Mm, all right, Jamie? I, I tipped my hand to, to you guys before we went on air. Um, I've got it written down to, to prove that I'm not lying, but yeah, I've gone 31-17 to the Cowboys. Okay. RJ? Um, I'm going to go like 33-17. Um. And I might even go like 33-24, but that last touchdown is maybe like at the end, you know, like while, yeah. like so, something that just affects, you know, people with money on the game. Uh, but, you know, 33-17, Jared Goff runs it in like in the final 43 seconds and, you know, and then and then runs and is like telling everybody, let's go for two. And it's like, dude, the game's over. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much though, like what happened last year when Cooper Cup got that final touchdown at the end. I mean, it really didn't matter at that point. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. Right. So let's have a, a, a bit of a game. It's uh, the fantasy football part of the show, which we're bringing into season two. So basically, all you've got to do is if you, I'm going to give you the projected points of each player. And all you've got to give me is if you think he's going to get those points or more, then just say, boy, oh boy. If you think he's not, then it's oh boy. Okay. So we'll start with RJ. Dak, he's projected for 20 points. Is it a boy, oh boy, or oh boy? That's a boy, that's a boy oh boy. Uh, easily. That's a boy, oh boy, for sure. Okay. Uh, Graham, uh, Zeke. He's on, he's projected seventeen points. Um. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's the it's the Aaron Donald factor. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Jamie. Amari Cooper, he's projected this week for 11 points. So, how many yard game? Boy, oh, boy. Oh, 11 boy. All right. Gotta be, surely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go. because you, All right, then, RJ, because you mentioned and you said he's going to have a good game. Blake Jarwin, he's projected seven points. Oh, man. That is, that is touchdown dependent because... Yeah. You know, he's not getting 70 or 80 yards on his own. Um, I will say, oh, boy. I don't think that happens ultimately. No, nah, I'm with you there. Um, who should we go with next? Graham, C.D. Lamb for seven points. <laughs> um, boy, oh, boy. Oh. Boy, oh, boy. And I'll tell you why. Because Ramsey could possibly shut down Cooper for this one. Um, just just take away your strongest piece and rely on the other pieces. 
Simple as that. Boy, but it's definitely boy, oh boy, because <laughs> um, yeah, he, he he could turn it up. Okay. He could turn it up. All right then. Um, let's go on the other side, right, RJ? Jared Goff, seventeen points. Oh, that's a boy, oh boy. I mean, he'll especially. I, I think that I think the Rams are going to throw, and especially if he does get some sort of garbage time touchdown, like I thought, I think he definitely hits that. All right then. Um, Jamie Cooper Cup, eleven points. Boy, oh boy! I just think, um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, secondary is still a little bit iffy for me. So I think, yeah, I think he gets it. All right, and and uh, Graham, the Rams' defense is looking to get six points. Oh, um. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yep. Um, whether it comes from getting to Dak or uh, as much as it pains me, a pick six. No, because no that, don't that. Don't, 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 sleep on, don't sleep on their corners. Okay. Do not sleep on the Rams' corners. Just to let yeah, you know, I mean, if, he throws, if he throws a pick six now, you're getting some abusive <laughs> message because I've got, I've got Dak in, in my keeper league. So if he throws one, then some abuse is getting held your way. <laughs> now, you, you will notice I left out the running backs there. Do you want to have a go with it, RJ? Do you want to have a go or should we just leave the uh, running backs? Um, I think we just leave it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think we just... just way too complicated. For it's, sure. Nah, I'm just looking at it like meh. No, we'll we'll, we'll leave that one. Um, <laughs> but that does wrap up um, this week's episode of UK Cowboys TV. It is, as I say, uh, the pre-game show. The post-game show will be on Tuesday with Brian, so make sure uh, you go and see him. And of course, as well, don't forget we are sponsored by Cowboys Experience, where you can book your game day tickets uh, and tailgate parties through them. Use the the discount code UK Cowboys. Um, what goes on there, though, this year, I think, is uh, going to be a bit iffy to say at best with everything that's going on. But they do have plans. Um, but, RJ, I'd like to thank you very much, sir. And although I had yeah, technical difficulties with my computer, which I've been <laughs> trying to fix while we've been talking, and I've found the root cause of my problem, and he's getting uninstalled as we speak. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, mate. I know you're a busy man, and it is... Um, it is, of course, game week, so you're going to be up to your eyeballs in it. Um, oh, I don't know if you noticed, we actually had um, Kelsey and Meg on from your blog and the boys team on. I'm aware. Yeah, I, I listened. I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you guys for the opportunity. And um, I, I say it, I really do mean it. I'm a big fan of you guys and a great admirer and how devoted you are. Uh, to the Cowboys, to the NFL, how how good people you all are. Uh, it's always fun, and I, I'm a you know sort of our foundational philosophy of blogging the boys is uh, is bringing people together all over the world that, that love the Cowboys. And um, obviously, uh, these are some, some stressful times uh, that that we're living in. And um, I I know that this season is going to look and feel very different, but I'm very excited for the way. Uh, we'll all be able to experience it together in, in this fashion. I, I think that these are the ways we stay connected. 
um, you know, in, in these times. And so I'm hopeful that um, that we all, you know, we all look back in, in 20, 30 years at all the Zoom calls and stream yards and everything um, that, that led to a Super Bowl winning season. <laughs> yeah, I'm pub quizzes and <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Cowboys pub quizzes. We've had bir- online birthday parties. We've had a few of them as well. Um, but yeah, and uh, just a, a little point to know, you are, uh, this is actually the third time you've been on UK Cowboys TV, making you uh, joint first for the most times uh, appearing as a special guest for us. Wow, I need to whip up a sash for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to... yeah. <laughs> we'll have to give you like a, a UK cowboy star every time you come on, so you can pin it up behind you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, I think the Queen should knight me. Like I think I'm at that point. So I mean, uh, we'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but instead of a crown, she's got to wear Rowdy's cowboy hat. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, same exact thing for sure. And she's got to read my name off of like a, a wristband, like a quarterback, so for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thank you very much for joining us, mate. I, I mean, you always give us plenty of time. And I, I, although people don't know it, I do hound you quite a lot, sending you messages. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah, you're always there, uh, even at like stupid times like three o'clock your time i'm messaging you and you you message back so thank you very much for giving us uh your time mate and uh we look forward to having you back again making you not the joint first but the first uh that's right that's on the show yeah yeah um and we'll speak to uh kelsey and meg to get them back on again um sounds good yeah thank you very much for giving us your time mate and uh from myself graham and jamie it's uk cowboys tv we will see you on Tuesday where we're live again for the post-game show. See you all again, guys. See you next time.